It is time to tune up the band. And, ah, WrestleMania! WrestleMania! Ah! <laughs> 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 it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, joined alongside Dan and Reardon as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. Happy WrestleMania weekend, chaps. How are we doing? WrestleMania! WrestleMania! I can tell we're excited. (laughs) Pretty hyped, pretty hyped. I I, I like it, I like the energy. I like the energy. Anyway, uh, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Forever pending other platforms. And of course, if you are uh, a, a, a devout member and listener of Project Dits, we are on there every Wednesday as well. Oh, see, it's nice to tack that little bit on the end now. It's 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 it's, it's nice. It's really nice. not bad. Thank not you, bad Dits. Right. Again, massively appreciated. Thank you, Dits. Anyway, before we get onto our main bulk of this episode, which is all about WrestleMania. I mean, if you didn't get it at the beginning of my terrible Vince impression. Just in case, just in case. (laughs) Just in case you didn't know. It is time to talk about all things WrestleMania week with Dan on this week's Wrestling News. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, wrestling news. Ah. (laughs) How how long can we just burn this, burn this joke into the ground? I mean, we've got two hours. It depends how long I can go about my throat burning out completely. That's fair. Uh, Yeah, so obviously we're getting into WrestleMania week. Um, Looking ahead to, obviously, the main card of of matches. Um, Obviously, we've had NXT stand and deliver in the time beforehand. Love a good Adam Ant reference. (laughs) Same, same, same. We all do. Uh, It's not like they were ever going to escape from that from the moment they named it. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, I no, that... I don't, I don't, I don't know how well Americans might know Adam Ant. I don't know if that's a, necessarily a British thing. <laughs> it, I, mm, that that's a definite new romantic thing. That's a coin flip. That's a coin flip, absolutely. <laughs> However, I will say, um, Dan, I will ask because I, I did not get a chance to watch it. Did they introduce the Dandy Handy, the Dandy Highwayman? Did they do it? Uh, no, no. Worst terrible pay per view, zero out of ten. But they did have a giant skull on the entrance uh, uh, platform, which was pretty cool. Well, because I'm not, because I'm not sure, but I think at the start of the musical performance that they had for it, as in like the start of the event, I think they did reference Adam Ant. I, I think, but they I'm like did. not, but I'm like not sure. <laughs> I want to say yes. I, I want, want to say, say they did. Maybe it was my brain filling in blanks while I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Your brain just wanted Adamant to make an appearance. I mean, for, for people that do know me, I do like some Adamant, so... I mean, who doesn't in this country? I mean, of course, you, you have sense. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to you, Adamant. I hope you're having yeah, a good... Yeah, dude, shout I hope, out. I hope you're having a good day, <laughs> Adamant. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, an action-packed two nights, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Action packed um, two nights for NXT. Uh, first match starting off with Pete Dunne versus Kushida in a match to determine who was the better technical wrestler, or I should say strictly who was the best technical wrestler on NXT. 
Um, it was a great match, as you'd expect from these two, though I don't necessarily think it achieved what it was trying to. Yeah, given especially, like, how good both nights were as well, like, this was a good opener. Any other NXT, this was probably would have been match of the night, but for the fact that this was a good match on top of everything else just goes to show how how well we were going up on this. Um, fine showing from the pair of them. I don't think this is the last time we'll see them in the ring together. Um, no, absolutely I feel like this not. sets I, up I, a bigger I match hope to for be them. them. I hope to be seeing them together in the NA title scene soon because mm. Kushida should have had it by now. Yes, yes. Um, to be fair, the same kind of goes for Pete Dunne at this point, although to be fair, Pete Dunne could easily be in the world title scene. Yes. Um, but, you know, that's kind of splitting hairs um although I, I say that saying that I, i'm not entirely sure about the finish of the match and kind of how it was structured mm-hmm. no i can agree with that because it was like to determine who's the better technical wrestler but at least to my mind at least a few other people that i was being to they definitely would agree with me that kushida out wrestled done on every stretch <laughs> yeah yeah, and i'm massive fans of the pair of them and i'm and it's like you, even though there's a little bit of that english pride that comes with it i'm like yeah come on man he's kushida is wrestling rings around done at this match because it's like like yes pete dunn did win thus solidifying that case but like he won by working the hands over yes and like mostly just throwing strikes (laughs) (laughs) which i don't know necessarily points to best technical wrestler but again (laughs) i feel like i'm splitting hairs here i mean there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of technique in punching a man just square in the face. I mean, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, then we went into the next one, the six-man eliminator match. Now, personally, this was kind of my... It wasn't my least favourite, because um, that kind of, again, is kind of split over over a couple matches. Yeah. But um, I thought it was pretty good, although it was kind of... I mean, it's a six-man match. It can only be so organised. Exactly. Um, and while I liked Bronson getting Bronson getting the rub, I I'm always I'm also not massively hot on like effectively just like finish a spam kick out points. <laughs> <laughs> Though I will say, um, uh, Bronson Reed hitting a B driver was huge pop from me. Yes, um, needed so... that in my life. <laughs> I mean, Bronson Reed pull, pulling out the All Japan Women's stuff. Yeah. All here for that. That was amazing. That was... That was so cool. So freaking cool. Uh, yeah, all of these guys really put on a good uh, good showing uh, for what they were given. Um, uh, ultimately, the result, like, I can see why they went with it. Uh, with Bronson Reed for that match. Uh, but... It's that thing where it's all these guys I really want to see, like, do well. And it's like, it was, it, it, when I came into this match, I was like, I don't want any of these guys to lose. But at the same time, I don't know who who needs to win this. Because uh, these guys are all so freaking talented. And I've, I, and I, yeah, that's, that's really the thing. And it's kind of like going, going out of it. It's like, realistically, any of these people could hold the title and have a solid reign with it. Yeah. Yeah, even Leon Ruff. I will go out and say even Leon Ruff could have a slow. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Leon Ruff could definitely have a hold of it. Obviously, had his short time as NA champion, and yeah, okay, he was kind of even though he was the champion, he was kind of the side person in it. Mm. 
I still think he's definitely got it in him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was kind of expecting maybe more more of a rub on the side of Cameron Grimes or LA Knight. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And we, we then went on uh, to my ma- my match of night one, Volta versus Champa, <laughs> which was basically, again, the amazing thing of basically, it's just two guys just beating the crap out of each other. Oh, that's, that's so good. I love it. Champa's chest looked like minced beef after the end of it. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> like it was like uh it was like fine matured mincemeat by the end of that. Like and I, I think it sparks into a thing which I love so much with Volta and the way his presentation has been kept, which is that anything can end a match. Yeah, mm. I was genuinely surprised that the match ended with a chop. Um that that one put put a massive surprise to me, but it also makes me slightly nervous. It's like, oh crubs, don't make this make don't 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 let the bookers get any ideas with this because they'll now want Volta to win every match with a chop. Yeah, because like the thing I love with Volta is that like he's got like four moves mm. which can just end a match, and I I have spoken out before. I've spoken to you guys about it before about how I don't like. I guess what I call the modern WWE style of, like, it's always, like, the one move that can finish a match. Yeah. Because then it always just devolves into, like, you know, matches finishing where it's like, oh, you do the finisher and then they kick out and you just got to hit it again and again and again. Yeah. So, like, giving them some variety of moves and, like, a range of things that can end a match just adds a bit more drama to it that's why he... it's also more realistic because it's like when i was speaking it's like when i was speaking to um leo london in our interview that you can watch on our youtube channel hey mm-hmm. uh, uh when we were talking about the ash user he said if i punch someone once and it doesn't do anything i'm probably gonna stop punching them and try something else yeah <laughs> yeah it's what makes him what is why he has the term and the moniker the ring general is because he know he, he systematically breaks an opponent down and knows what he needs to do to put them away. That he, he knows that he doesn't need to have one move that he needs to rely on to make sure that he puts an opponent down. And every time it doesn't work, he just does it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, fantastic match. Um, if anything, I really hope this uh, this really does push uh, put a hell of a lot more eyes on Volta. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the UK scene as a whole. Um, and I don't think both of these, I think both of these guys came out of this in a much more, you know, winning, even if, even if Champa lost, both of these guys came out winning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let me go into our main event of night one. Super happy to see Rico Gonzalez versus Yoshirai main eventing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good match. Um, certainly strong in, in all the right ways. Um, maybe a little bit odd for them to go for the Dakota Kai interference so early on. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, it did it did what it needed to. Uh, long period of dominance for Shirai, making it clear about her champion status. Come through Raquel Gonzalez, one-handed powerbomb, and wins, becomes the second person to held the NXT women's and women's tag team titles, as Vic Joseph corrected himself on a night two. Hey. So very much enjoyed. There's Ember Moon, who was first. Don't yep. forget that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
No, uh, uh, and now Raquel Gonzalez, NXT Women's Champion. Super happy to see. Wouldn't have predicted this at um, any point <laughs> in the start of last year. No, agreed, agreed, and the right choice. I'll get on to why uh, why I there. There's a reason why I don't think like there was a decision that I didn't like in night two. But for this one, striking while the iron is hot, best decision they made. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez has gone from strength to strength. I think ever since kind of like uh, her rivalry with Rhea Ripley, it's really, really put her on the map. And yeah, I mean, she she was on she was on my list of twenty twenty most improved. And when you think about it, she was only really brought into the fold of NXT kind of in July. Yeah. So when you think about that six month span and how far she had gone from that point it's kind of crazy to see obviously it remains to be seen where we go from here mm. i mean i think the easy option would be raquel gonzalez versus dakota kai yeah that was what i was thinking uh, uh, I feel I... Like that, that's like the easy option um though honestly i mean it, it's obviously hard to say obviously where where do they go from there now nxt now picking up um sorry f- formerly sorry <laughs> uh, from uh, PW Diana and Ice Ribbon, mm. uh, which I'm super happy to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, still only 25, great talent. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the, I mean, there is a wealth of of choice they've got now, especially with oh, these... they've got <laughs> they've got a whole lot of choice. I mean, that's the amazing thing about this whole about the whole division down there. And again, the thing we always keep talking about, and the fact that they keep adding to it is just like it's mind blowing how well that the women's division in NXT is working out for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So then we go on to night two, and I mean. The, for, for my mind, the right person won the first match of the night. Santos Escobar wins. People were saying, oh, Santos Escobar is a face. Why are they trying to get people to like him? Uh, if you're a certain section of British fans, he was the face going into it. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. <laughs> I, I, look, I'll give credit where credit's due. The pair of them put on an, ama- an amazing match. Both of them did phenomenally well um, using the ladder in very creative ways. Uh, I will give I will give props to 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 the person that we uh, to well I'll say I'll give props to Devlin for doing the top ladder moonsault because that is a very difficult thing to do and keep your balance doing that. Uh, but ultimately, I say great decision to keep Santos Escobar as champion. He's put on such an amazing performance since becoming uh, the champion back uh, last year during the cruiserweight tournament and. Um, Legado del, oh sorry, yeah, Legado del Fantasma have been have been a tremendous, uh, a tremendous little part of NXT as well as a stable. So no, great decision, great ladder match as well. Absolutely. Uh, going on though, next, uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart retaining the women's tag titles against Candice Lorraine and Indy Hartwell. I love the tag uh, the tag team of Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Like aesthetically, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. They have like they have an exact kind of energy which just identifies with me like perfectly. Yeah, yeah. It's on an aesthetic level. Just the way the boat the way they're both presented. It's just like you two were <laughs> destined to tag with each other. 
it's yeah. so cool. So for for Reardon, who I think who I don't know that he's he's watched or seen Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart as a tag team. I have not actually. Basically, think like modern metal meets Mad Max. Oh God. <laughs> It's amazing. so it's so amazing <laughs> with 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 just the slightest touch of David Bowie. Yeah, that's also true, you know. The slightest wow, touch because I like because I like how uh, one of my favorite things is how Ember Moon has the like the mask when she comes out mm. and then they will take it off and then it rests on her shoulder. Yeah, like I think that's cool as shit. <laughs> that is so freaking cool. Talking of cool things, Ember Moon did. How in the hell did she do a double eclipse? I want to know how she figured out to do the eclipse in the first place. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I I want to know how that happened. Like, I just want to picture the process of Ember Moon, like as as an up and coming wrestler, thinking like, well, I need a finisher, and people like stunners, but like, how can I make it my own? And then going, what if I just hit one after jumping off the top rope? With a rotation. Oh, give me a hell, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, how do you do this? I mean, again, I feel bad for Candice LeRae. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of been booked into storylines where she's basically just lost constantly. <laughs> and it's Candice LeRae. That's the part, that's the worst part. It's like, like she's... I, I want I want to see her at, at the top, but I feel like her time will come. Yeah. It, and honestly, I think it might be after the way has subsided. If you ask me, yeah, I think I think it will be after it after it goes on its separate routes. I mean, again, um, I'm looking at Indy Hartwell, and she's definitely come bounds from where she was before. Yeah, I mean, she's under instruction of two of the, you know, two people who have been working the independent scene for years. Absolutely, yeah. You know, she's got a wealth of experience to learn from in there. Mm. Uh, so it really just remains to be seen how she'll come along, really. Yeah. Uh, then going on, the North American title match, Gargano defending against Bronson Reed and retaining. This um, is where I come back to the whole striking while the iron's hot. And I didn't really like this decision. I thought they should have just given Bronson Reed the rub in this match, if you ask me. Well, honestly, I didn't really like the match that much as a whole. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. And that's bad because I've loved Gargano's matches in ta- at TakeOvers. It, but... it was kind of like... Because um... like, I think it's worth saying, no- nothing about this match was like inherently bad. Mm. Mm. It, was just kind of, it was just kind of a case of... It's there. I, I don't even mm. get it. It's kind, of, it's kind of hard to describe, really. I think no, I guess the best. I think the best way to describe it would just be like, it was, it felt like something that was there to fill a space. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the pair of you. Like we've written, said it was there, um, and that's a big shame from the pair of them. But as I said, there was nothing inherently wrong with the match on 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 a kind of on a wrestling level, on a booking level. All of it was was grand, if you ask me. It's just I. It, I, it, there was something I can't explain, can't put my finger on yeah. it as to why why I wasn't so hyped for this match and why I didn't, and especially why I didn't think the decision was the best one. But I mean, we'll see because it's that thing is I don't think Johnny Gargano really needs the North American Championship anymore. 
because you know it's Johnny Gargano. He's he he's yeah. I think he's solidified himself as a legend nowadays. So I think thing? I think the thing is is that there's a whole bunch of people in NXT who realistically should be at the top mm. or holding that NA title. Yeah, and at this point, does Johnny Gargano necessarily need it? Mm. No. <laughs> of course, of course, the, the kind of the issue is that he doesn't really have much upward mobility yeah because as far as we understand he isn't interested in moving to maine mm. Fair and that's and that's and that, that that's his decision if he if he prefers nxt he prefers nxt mm. um but like i i mean for for gargano if i'm thinking now i'm thinking like you know maybe just bump him up to kind of you know perennial contender for the top title yeah I mean, it's not. There's that's not a bad place to be, honestly. I you mean, know, like establish him. I mean, he's the he's the guy who's been with NXT for years now. He's been, you yeah. know, one of the one of the figureheads of NXT. So I think giving him that place isn't anything bad. Not even that he necessarily holds the title all the time. Mm. But but make him a big deal. Come on. I mean, the reason why he was such a big deal was that he was always gunning for that role. So, I mean, I don't think people would be bored of Gargano if that was just, if he kept doing that. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be bored. I'd be 100% invested because I've always been a massive fan of Johnny Gargano's. So Yeah, and of course, it, it's worth saying as well that obviously with NXT, they have very limited space to work with. Mm. Um. You know, like one of the things they have in comparison to the main roster is they can't just stick people in the tag team. Yeah. Because they have an active tag team division with at least five <laughs> teams in it. <laughs> and again, it's worth saying that um, those tag teams absolutely came out on full show. Yeah. MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and the God of Death Phantasma had a fantastic match together. Oh, God, did they? <laughs> they really did. That was a, that was a tremendous match. Uh, my match of night two with Balor versus cross yeah ultimately my favorite match um, on both nights. it was absolutely fantastic i loved the character work from Balor throughout this match yeah um i love them including the starting stare down huge fan of that in wrestling especially yeah. title matches it just makes so much sense it adds so much more to the psychology of it Balor laughing in cross's face yeah all here for that Mm. Cross getting um, even it, more and more pissed off with the matches it got. Yeah, and it, it, it did so much to establish the difference between Balor and Cross because, like, arguably, you could have looked at them beforehand and said, "Oh, they're just the same person, just people who want to, you know, fight." Oh, and both of them have very <laughs> over-the-top entrances. And I think, yeah, no, and they're both match... and they're both kind of spooky. But it did a lot to really solidify those characters that we know they have. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this match is like, no, you know what? They're a hell of a lot more different than people make them out to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, like I said it was it was absolutely fantastic. We now have Karrion Cross, new NXT champion, uh, back where he was before he got injured. So we're going to be looking at a good, probably an established title run. I'm happy they didn't lose faith in him after the injury. Yeah, same. We all knew once he came back, he was going straight back into that fold. <laughs> yep. Um. And of course, again, it's a question of where does Balor go from here? That is that is the question I had in my mind as well. Is like now that Balor's done this, it's like does he stay in NXT? I mean, I I mean he could go to the main roster, but <laughs> oh, that is a terrible choice if you ask me. No, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just kind of a matter of like obviously where does he go? Where does he go from here now? Uh, but no, carrying cross, fantastic. NXT has a whole spate 
of talent that will be ready to go up against him, solidifying that position, solidifying the NXT title. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, hopefully by the time the next Survivor Series rolls around, we'll have NXT in there as well again. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, again, though, like, think about it in in that vein. If we had, if we had a NXT a main roster Survivor Series, and say you had, you know, let, let's just let's just say it is like it is now: Karrion Cross versus Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> Oh, 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 yes, please. Jesus. And and carrying cross, I want to shoot on, on the pair of them. <laughs> you know, or, or you know, carrying cross, Drew McIntyre, and I mean, let's, let's let's just for the sake of it, say Daniel Bryan. Oh, oh, oh. now know, I'm celebrating. That, that's, that's already so much out there. And you look at the NXT Championship scene. I mean, you've got Kyle O'Reilly. Cameron Grimes could make the step up. Mm. You know, you could even potentially even start bringing someone like Roderick Strong into the fold. Yeah. You know, they've got so much talent built up in there. Yeah. And it sounds like it's going to go that way if the main event of night two is anything to go by. Yeah, so obviously we got to the main event, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in the unsanctioned match. Right, before you I'm, go I'm on, gonna Dad, be here. Okay, I'm going to be here and say, to my mind, this match went too long. Yes, no, agreed. The first point I want to bring across, though, is how generic as heck both of these guys' themes are now. Because <laughs> I'm guessing with Correct. the di- I'm guessing with the divorce of the undisputed era, none of them could have the, the, the themes. <laughs> well, the thing the thing was is that Adam Cole's one reminded me of the theme song he used to have. I want to say in Ring of Honor, I can't remember for the life of me. Mm. Some something for you is the song. Yes, yeah. But it sounds like someone else described that song to <laughs> someone else on the phone and then said, okay, make this. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a de- there was definitely a bit of telephone going on in trying to understand it. <laughs> and then for Kyle O'Reilly, it's like, I, I feel like he should have more. I mean, I, I know people have spoken a lot about Death Rebels' current spate of themes, and they put out some good ones. Mm. Like, um... Like Io Shirai's is pretty damn great. So I, 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 they obviously have it in them to do it. Yeah, yeah. Was it like they were given just like one week to do it or something? I guess this is kind of the way the argument of like maybe this is where Tony Khan has a one up on them is a little bit. It, it kind of shines on this one because at least Tony Khan has the deep pockets to license songs to people. Well, it, it's the licensing songs, but um. For for AEW, I think that um, Ruckus is of the mind mm-hmm. of Jim Johnston in that mm. he works with the talent to create them. Yeah, agree. Rather than like you know just saying, "Hey, we need music for this person. Go and do it." <laughs> but but not... still, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get over to you know the main section now. <sighs> Uh, WrestleMania 37. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the matches. I want you to give me your predictions. Oh, crumbs. Oh, crumbs. Oh, by the way, as as we said, uh, uh, as, as, as just like an ending, a TLDR, match was great, by the way. That unsanctioned match. Great. Too damn long. It suffered the same fate as Edge and Orton from last year's Mania. Yeah, it, it just went 
too it just went too far <laughs> anyway yes mainly and yeah also context of this by the time that this episode gets released the matches will have happened so you can tell us how wrong we were <laughs> yes please do yes. please do this is going to be okay. so much fun first match bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre opening as well which is which is mm. great which is a great this... way to open it Difficult, difficult to say, but something in my gut tells me they're going to screw the proots and Bobby Lashley's going to lose. Yeah, I feel like the way they've set this whole thing up, it's like, yeah, I feel like they want to have Drew win with a crowd. And what better way yeah, to do they it than want, the that, that's, that's, uh When I was talking to the lovely Frank Mandolini of the Last Minute Wrestling Podcast, I said, I want, I'm expecting them to give it to Drew so he can be in front of fans for a win. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, f- I feel like this, if that's the case, then why do... I think it was a dunderheaded decision to just split up the Hurt business. Welcome it- to Raw's booking for the last... <laughs> the entire pandem- pandemic period. It, it, why, why split them up if they were going to set up Bobby to lose to Drew? They could have made Bobby still stronger as ever if he had lost at WrestleMania. Keep the Hurt business as they have. As they have. And I guess the storyline from that point on would be all of them gunning for Drew to make sure that Bobby wins the championship again. But, you know, I'm not a booker, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but not yet. We'll find a way to, like, you know, like, snake our way into some promotion or something. <laughs> uh, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. My prediction, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest win and Bad Bunny uh, gets the pinfall. Yeah, no, exactly how I'm thinking. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, a bad bunny with a top rope dive to the Miz. Yes. Uh, the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Um, my my mm. real prediction is that AJ and Omos win. My super far fetched one is that they lose and then Omos turns on AJ. <laughs> mm. I, I, I for some reason I feel the New Day retaining. For some reason. My heart is saying the New Day retaining with a Mortal Kombat entrance, may I add, as well for WrestleMania. Uh, most likely. Most likely. Uh, but my head is going AJ and Omos. Hmm. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. My prediction is that Shane McMahon tries to injure himself and then Braun Strowman wins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my, I agree with everything, but I think Shane McMahon does a, does a creepy... A crappy win by some kind of loophole. Shame I mean, I was I was also there. I was doing something else. I said, "I might, um, <laughs> if I want to be stupid with it, it goes to a no contest." <laughs> yeah, no yeah. contest steel cage uh, match. Actually, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> one of two things will happen if you ask me. Shame that man will do a shooting star press off the top of the steel cage, or. Yeah. Rod Strowman will spear Shane through the cage wall. <laughs> or do the Strowman yeah, Express that, through the cage wall. Get that get that Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Cesaro wins. Cesaro, Cesaro, Cesaro. Mm. I think he loses. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know where you're coming from in that regard. I mean, like I really Seth do. Rollins. Seth Rollins is like arguably the most protected person in WWE. <laughs> yeah, 
And the thing is, but it's like we all know. We 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 all three of us and Joseph Montecilio, We had that episode of uh, we had that episode that literally turned into the Cesaro episode. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. were going to be talking Cesaro, so it's going to happen. Cesaro uh, tag team Cesaro. turmoil match. Uh, my prediction is that Natalia and Tamina win, but it should be the Riot Squad. <laughs> My 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 dream prediction would be for Carmella to turn on Billy Kay, Peyton Royce to run down and make the save for Billy Kay, and the and the iconics are reformed in the midst of Tamina and Natalia winning the match. <laughs> Pretty much, that is my dream. <laughs> hey WWE, give the Riot Squad the women's tag titles. <laughs> Please, just do it finally. <laughs> Reardon, what are you thinking? Oh, do you want me to read out the teams who are in it? Because I've already. No, I'm looking at it. I'm do. looking at it. Okay. Give it to the Riot Squad for the love of God. There we go. It, again, give it to the Riot Squad. Though I see it going to Natalia and Tamina. Although I will say the Tamina push has actually been pretty solid so far. Surprisingly. Hmm. Um, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I predict Rhea Ripley winning. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, Rhea yeah. needs that win. Rhea really needs that win. Um, the Fiend with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. My prediction is the Fiend wins through through spooky bollocks. Yep. Why this isn't a Firefly Funhouse match, I will never know. It's not. I would have loved because to... they're doing it live with a crowd. Oh, because that's because they awesome. they're going to want it in arena. They wouldn't go and do anything aside it's stupid because it should be a firefly funhouse match but it isn't i feel like this would have been the perfect kind of sequel to that you get the two big yeah. stars that broke through in 2002 um kind of what came up through the business and through wwe around the same time it would have been that would have been beyond perfect but uh we get i mean randy Orton's actually self-aware so it would actually work it, absolutely it would have worked okay big e versus apollo cruz in the nigerian drum match my prediction is big e wins and there's something to do with a drum in the middle of the match yes <laughs> yes i want there to be at least a a a a, a sort of nigerian military procession of drums somewhere <laughs> <laughs> during the match Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul at ringside Kevin Owens wins yes Kevin moving Owen. on Kevin Owens hopefully does the exact same thing to Logan Paul that he did to Machine Gun Kelly and power bombs him <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment where finally WWE let Kevin Owens do the package pile driver <laughs> <laughs> Please. Preferably, he lets he does it to Sami Zayn in front of Logan Paul, terrifying him for life. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle ver or Riddle versus Sheamus. My prediction: Sheamus wins. Sheamus wins. Oh, you think so? Really? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I say Sheamus. All right. I say Nia Jax. And Shayna Baszler with Reginald versus whoever wins the tag team turmoil. If we're predicting Natalia and Tamina, I imagine Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler will retain. Yeah. If it's yeah. if it's if it's the Riot Squad, then the Riot Squad will win. If it's the Riot Squad, the Riot Squad should absolutely win and get their WrestleMania moment. If yeah. it's Natalia and Tamina, they arguably should, but I just don't feel like they'd give them the titles. Yeah. Agreed. 
Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and no mention of Ivor Uso versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. My prediction, uh, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan by doing something. Oh, it's either going to be Daniel Bryan or Edge and Roman Reigns isn't going to be involved in the finish and both of the Usos will get involved. Yeah. I mm. For some reason, I, I feel, I, my brain says Edge. My brain is saying Edge as well. Daniel um, Bryan is because it's it's funny because like that both Daniel Bryan and Edge are on like they are on borrowed time and both have admitted it and both have said it. Mm-hmm. But I think of the borrowed time, Daniel Bryan has less of it, so it goes to Edge. That that I kind of agree with you one hundred percent on that. Like, would it be great to see Brian win? Oh God, it always is great to see Brian win. Like, I re- I want Brian. I mean, I would not be fussed, and I would love to see Brian win. Who yeah. doesn't? But my mind is going more towards Edge on this one because he's been truly in, outstanding yeah. this in, entire in, in program. In my in my mind, if we came into this and Daniel Bryan had won the Rumble, mm-hmm. I would say Daniel Bryan to win for certain. Although I I am certain that it's going to change hands without Roman Reigns being involved in the finish, and then Roman Reigns is just going to spend like weeks talking about how he wasn't pinned or he didn't tap mm. yeah mm. so there you go those are our predictions for oh. wrestlemania 37 oh Wait, no, we, we forgot night but the most important I, main event from that i one. thought you were i thought you were doing a thing i did shit i did sorry <laughs> sasha banks versus bianca belair no it's, it's got to be, be bianca's it's got to be bianca's year it has to be. be i mean there's no way they can They've got the most natural all-American baby face in recent company history. Mm-hmm. And she won the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. No, no, no. Like, you're not... No, you're listening... No, like, I'm grabbing my microphone here, Vince. You need to listen to me. It has to be Bianca Belair. You hear me? You hear me, you crotchety old man. Ah! it's It's got to be Bianca. It's gotta be Bianca. That's gotta be Kane. (laughs) (sighs) Shout out and shout out to WWE for actually giving them the main event spot. It's a shame it took until like two days before the event to find that out. And of course was announced by the person who invented women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon, of course. You're getting us (laughs) cancelled. To be fair, he is quoting Stephanie McMahon's words. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, don't shoot the messenger. Right? Every time I hear that, just my body just like gets. It just causes aggressive breathing. Yeah. No, agreed. That that's that mustered a lot for me to say that. <laughs> Should we move on quickly? So let's move yes. on to the main. Yeah, let's move on to the main bulk of the episode now. We're done. We're done with the news and the predictions. And tell us how how wrong we were. Indeed, indeed. For that is going to be funny when I start editing that and when I upload it on Monday. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into the main bulk of all things WrestleMania, our recommendation corner. And I'm getting back. I'm getting these two back for this one. For they for they did it during my birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. Yay! Stay <laughs> above. Day of birth, day of birth. <laughs> no, it's uh, everyone. Everyone who listens to this, the day we're recording this on the Saturday is Dan's birthday. So when this gets uploaded, Yay. please make sure to send Dan all the lovely birthday wishes. He is a tireless worker who has basically made the sweet chin wag 
kind of what it is for his amazing social media presence. So I am in debt to what the work you, you do. I man. want you. all of you on all Twitter. You all <laughs> of you, I want all of you on Twitter to send Dan nothing but the sands of time slowly eaving out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say money as well. I was, well, A, two things. Uh, First off, um, every year for my birthday when I do a post on social media, I try and attach a song to it that references, like, how old I am for the context of now 24. Damn! So for everyone else in in at least our immediate friend group, I'm I'm basically a small child. (laughs) Yes. I am the Um, elder states, but good God. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) I, I was trying to do it this year, and I was like, I can't think of a song that's got 20, the number 24 in it. Mm. it the only not... song that was ever coming to my head was 24 Hours from Tulsa, and I was like, well, that's just delightfully ominous. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound like I'm going to die. <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. Uh, Crash Holly's fame. There you go, because he was hardcore champion and invoked the 24-7 role. There you go. Yeah. Um, my side one uh, for anyone that wants to and feels like doing it if you get me a a cameo from Nick Gage I'll love you for the rest of my life you hear that first someone someone who immediately gets that side note from the collective Nick Gage versus John Moxley by the way yes but I am so excited for that like you would not believe I am going to be watching a lot of the collective uh when we're done with this uh with this recording so dude i wanted i wanted to report on the collective here and i was like there's just so much going on so if you want my rec- if you want my recommendation from uh the collective daniel garcia versus kevin ku oh absolutely I fantastic that. absolutely fantastic match and then rich swan versus two cold scorpio from yes. for the culture yes i was gonna say that as well <laughs> amazing match go out and watch it we will be doing an episode on two cold scorpio in the future that's for damn sure we're gonna be doing one on that and then probably next week we'll do the full rundown of the collective because there's like 15 shows to go through (laughs) (laughs) and we do not have enough time here anyway that's all things done with recommendation corner and now we go on to our main bulk all things wrestlemania so i'm going to start out with the question that kind of most people start when they talk about WrestleMania on podcasts. Gentlemen, what do you think makes a good WrestleMania? Oh, God. Mm. Oh, that's so difficult. <laughs> Dan, it's on you, birthday boy. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so obviously it was like what makes a good WrestleMania is like something that obviously is constantly shifting about yeah because i think for me wrestlemania should always be about the drama because mm. like that's what it is mm. it, it's basically like it's the big event of the year so it's the thing where you have to put basically pull you can pull out all the stops absolutely you know yeah. you can just like let you can just go as crazy as you really want with it and people be like well it's wrestlemania <laughs> yeah for me it's the grand culmination of of every kind of subsequent feud, sub-feud, and big title defences all in one night. And I think that's the one true... That's always been the one true constant for every single WrestleMania. Maybe less so with the kind of the, the, this new era of WrestleManias that have no numbers on them, but I've always... I, I've always felt that that's what kind of the main sticking point for WrestleMania has been, and that's what's always made a good WrestleMania, is how all of those storylines are neatly wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like WrestleMania is like the thing where everything kind of comes to a head and then you kind of deal with the fallout afterwards. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. It's it's yeah, it's 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 the season finale. So yeah. if you so and so if you have a bad season finale, people get angry. <laughs> Let's not I talk about make... the ending of Lost or Game of Thrones, shall we? I, I wasn't. I was actually going to literally just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? All the wrestlers were dead all along. <laughs> God. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is the main thing. Yeah. So what I want, what a good wrestle. There's two things for a good WrestleMania for me. The obvious, actually good matches. Yep. <laughs> because a bad WrestleMania match hurts even more due to the second thing, which is I want to see I want to see big budget guys. Yeah, by any means necessary. <laughs> and also, I feel like the pageantry as well. Yeah, like if yeah. If, you, if you if you and there have been WrestleManias where they have kind of um, cheapened out on the uh, on the pageantry, and I feel that that has cost them dearly uh for it i mean we talk about the the new gens uh, uh spate of wrestlemanias i think that really cost them uh yeah. on that part but i feel like when they really put the effort in uh it shows and it really does make the event a hell of a lot better like come on like we, i i could sit here and talk forever about set designs but some of the most iconic ones have really really set those wrestlemanias apart as being the best ones i mean Gosh, what can I say? Um, uh, WrestleMania 33, the roller coaster set was still truly. A, a lot of people still think of that as the best set that they've ever had, um, and feel quite rightly it's such an iconic looking set. WrestleMania 24 at the same stadium, I felt was a really a striking uh, set. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, I am a big, big fan of WrestleMania 30's Mardi Gras. Oh, crumbs, yeah. I mean, the, it's just such a pretty. I feel like the the aesthetic choice of having the fur de lis kind of like in conjunction with the yeah. three X's was just like yeah. that is an amazing look. Yeah, uh, it's so great. So so great. Okay, so chaps, a little little question here as we get rocking on. What was your first ever WrestleMania? Okay, so as is everything, the concept of time is new, is nebulous and forever changing. But my my brain says that my first ever WrestleMania was WrestleMania yeah twenty twenty one. WrestleMania twenty one, I would say, is the one that I paid the most attention to. So I would say WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Yes, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. I like that set design, being that it looks like the a cinema marquee. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's a shame that the Miz wasn't there at that time, eh? <laughs> I love the build up on that WrestleMania when they were doing parodies of famous Hollywood scenes as as the adverts for that WrestleMania. My favorite I, that's being the kind of thing that I think is great, and I don't know why they stopped doing it. Uh, I yeah. loved Eddie and Booker. 
uh, yeah, doing the Pulp Fiction one was that that was my favorite one. My personal favorite is um oh wait was this the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania? I think it was the Royal Rumble. Oh, it was Royal Rumble, damn. Because I, I was thinking of Re- the Royal Rumble um, West Side Story. So yeah, that was me. the same year, though. So it kind of... I will, oh, okay. I will give you that one, because it kind yeah. of makes sense. The way yeah. you were going yeah. all, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, if you ha- for anyone who hasn't seen it, go watch the promotion from this, the, the two of them, which are um, the taxi driver one. <laughs> yes! Because it's so delightfully stupid. Especially Big Show's parts. And, uh, I don't know. There's some, there's something about seeing like Tajiri and Rey Mysterio do the "you talking to me" line. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't um, know. But all, but also um, the Triple H Braveheart, <laughs> which oh, arguably goodness. for me replaced Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! I tell you, he he suited William Wallace far too well. Triple H did. <laughs> like, it is incredibly stupid, but it's also amazing. Also, shout-outs to Taker for doing uh, for doing Dirty Harry as well. <laughs> what a choice. Oh, and Stone, Stone Cold as Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, the Stone Cold as Gladiator always kind of like, who thought of that one for him? I mean, he's no MF Doom, let's be honest. No. Rest in peace, no. MF Doom. <laughs> Rest in peace, all caps when you say his name. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. My one, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one. So, technically, my very first WrestleMania was one before I was even born. And that oh, okay. WrestleMania... Because okay, he was going to be the thing, right? Because <laughs> I, I feel like my first WrestleMania that I've seen, and then the first one I watched live, are two very different WrestleManias. Mm. Yeah. So my first one that I saw was WrestleMania 6, but only because my brother had the Silver Vision VHS tape uh, that he bought on that. So that one was Hogan Warrior. Um, yeah, we're on, we're, I... on, we're on the same thing here. We're, we're going to be doing the same <laughs> shtick. <laughs> so I remember that one vividly. But no, the very first one I watched was WrestleMania 2000 or 16. You know, the, the McMahon in every corner. Uh, main event uh, and the one that only had I believe one singles match but uh, that I gave us so. that did give us I think the the one memory that stands out for me on that Wrestlemania and I'll get a little bit more into it as well uh, when we come to it is the triangle ladder match uh, which was absolutely outstanding of the Dudleys the Hardys and Edge and Christian tearing the house down I just remembered what the one singles match from that Wrestlemania was yeah. and I'm in yeah. pain yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Anyway, Dad, first WrestleMania. Yeah, so so again, here's going to be the thing. The first WrestleMania I ever saw was, in fact, WrestleMania 2000. Ah. Uh, because my brother had it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear God. Too much mirroring. Uh, because uh when WrestleMania two when WrestleMania two thousand first came out, I was far too young to even know what wrestling was. <laughs> that is fair. Uh the first WrestleMania I watched live was after I had kind of had my first big time properly getting into wrestling and it was actually WrestleMania twenty four. <laughs> well there you go. And not a bad WrestleMania think. to actually start like watch live as uh as is. Because like I because like the with the previous ones I had obviously seen them but i always had like the dvd or whatever mm. 
but WrestleMania was 24 was the first one I watched live yeah. as it was happening. Uh, yeah, great Money in the Bank ladder match that that had in, as well as the amazing match between Taker and Edge as well. Yeah, I had the, the match between Taker and Edge. You had uh, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels with like the most emotional wrestling moment possibly ever created. Uh, we had Floyd Mayweather versus Big Show in what probably is the best celebrity yeah. match ever. It, 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 is, it is, without question, the best celebrity match ever. <laughs> oh no, something hits different about Floyd Mayweather hitting the Big Show of a chair. <laughs> and of course... I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> and of course, much came to as much shock to Josh Robinson, our dear friend, that Kim Kardashian was in this WrestleMania. Yes, she was. Back up. She was? Yes. Yes. Only in one segment as a backstage as a backstage announcer and getting cut off by Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> that, Mr. That, Kennedy? That, that, oh, I remember Mr. Kennedy. And also that is I love it. I love it. So bizarre, about isn't it? And I believe John Legend did America the Beautiful that year as well. He did. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad choice at all. <laughs> all right. At the, height, out of, at the height of his power as well, John Legend. Anyway. Yeah, I believe that would have been uh, with a white grand piano as well, I believe, uh, on that yep. one. Anyway, so rather than before we head on into our best and worst WrestleManias, I feel like we need to section one mania off as everyone has kind of unanimously, unanimously agreed that this probably is the best WrestleMania ever. And let's talk about, for a little bit, WrestleMania 17. Now, I don't know if you chaps have gone back and watched this one in, in previous years, or if you've seen YouTube videos talking about this year, but I'll give you a little bit of context as we're heading into WrestleMania 17. So, WWE, or WWF at this time, have finally been able to get back on track as to where they were in the height of the Golden Age in the 80s. After being absolutely trounced by WCW in the ratings uh, and the Monday Night Wars, uh, a week prior to this, Vince McMahon had brought out uh, WCW and subsequently ECW in the coming weeks. So as we were heading into WrestleMania... What was f the three big companies in America only dwindled to one big company, and that was, of course, WWF. It's amazing when I look back and then remember, oh crap, yes, that Raw, the Raw before WrestleMania, was the Raw Nitro simulcast and the last episode of Nitro. It's it, wow, it's I did not so realize that because I remember that, was, that. I I don't yeah. know if. I don't know if you guys saw that live as is, but I remember that night vividly of watching that because it sticks in my brain because it was such a, a, a mind-blowing sight to see of seeing Raw and Nitro on the same broadcast and Vince yeah. McMahon opening up Nitro going, the very fate of, Wrestle of WCW was in my hands. <laughs> it's WrestleMania 17 is the best WrestleMania, but I find it interesting on that. Even if it wasn't, it would certainly be the single most important WrestleMania in history. Absolutely. Because I find it really fascinating historically because this WrestleMania is the, is like, as you said, like a week, like Jesus, I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah. To, because it's yeah. like, cause it's like WrestleMania 17 is the pinpoint moment 
WWF becomes a, for all intents and purposes, a monopoly. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, pretty much. I feel of this as well. Like, not only with that, but I feel this... This is the real kind of, like, boom, the stamp of mm. this is the end of the Attitude Era as we yeah. know it. It is the end of the Attitude Era as we know it, but it's also... It's a mark... It's the only WrestleMania, even, like, as big as it is, as big as, like, you know, the, the pageantry and all, like, the money that gets thrown. This is the WrestleMania where it is... A mark of just pure supremacy. Yeah. WWF has won. No ifs, ands, <laughs> or buts. Yeah. It is the only game in town, and it's putting all of its power to make, to attempt to make the greatest show on earth. And the funny thing is, just due to the talent that they had and the storylines that they had, they succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like even if it was a bad WrestleMania, it wouldn't matter. Which I think it is, which is a something in its something that it, only that WrestleMania can say. It could have been the worst WrestleMania, mm. and it just would not have mattered because they won. Yeah, I think honestly that kind of adds to the legacy. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Like absolutely, it's just I, oh man, like. I could go on forever about it. I'll give you a little few facts here. So this was the first WrestleMania where they were back to being in stadiums. So because since I would say, oh gosh, 1993 up until 2000, they had had to shrink down into arenas because people just weren't buying tickets anymore. Uh, people were kind of switching over to WCW. And then of course, like the new generation happened and there was, they did come a point where they, they almost didn't have the demand to fill like stadiums. So I think like the capacity for the stadium had for X7 was on like 67,000. <laughs> yeah, so the attendance was, yeah, record breaking attendance for the Reliant Astrodome of uh, 67,925. Grossed them, uh, including merchandise sales, I believe $3.5 million. And the highest buy rate. Uh, WWE or F and slash E have ever had with 1,040,000 pay-per-view buys for this. And they've never hit that height since. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is headlined as well by the two biggest stars that kind of superseded their fame out of wrestling in Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Especially since this was the rock who was about to become the big pop culture icon that he would eventually become. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk. I mean, I would go run down the card, but have a go and have a watch of it yourself. I mean, if you've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of videos, they will talk about how, how short these matches are, but how bloody consistent yeah, they there, all are down like, the card. There's like, there's like a yeah. weird mix of like, I, you have like obviously the main event, which is the longest match of the night, mm. and then you kind of have a couple like ten minute plus matches, then a couple like yeah. seven eight minute joints, and then there's like a bunch of two minute joints in there as well. Yes, I mean I'll run um, down the card. We had the technical. I, was, master- I just want to say that for for people going here, you can watch uh, one of mine 
Uh, I want to butcher from Damn It Vince's and also fun fact Luke Owens from WrestleTalk's favorite match of all time Kane versus Raven versus Big Show. Yes! For the yes! hardcore title. <laughs> Which Raven almost knocked the power out for the entire stadium. It just makes it even better when you know that fact. <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking, was, wasn't it like a backstage segment and Raven went into it's, a golf it's, cart? It's, it's where it's uh, the match gets taken backstage and then to try and take out the big show, the Raven gets in a golf buggy and instead of trying to turn, he tries to turn towards the big show but messes up the turning circle and just crashes into a wire, into a wire fence, which had the electric cable running next to it. Oh, could you have imagined wow. just a slight little kind of inch here or inch there and Raven would have completely ruined WrestleMania 17. <laughs> the entire WrestleMania 17 set. Which for me makes which make for me makes Raven even more goaded because he almost did that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean again, talking of other matches here, we have Angle versus Benoit and what was considered one of the greatest technical masterpieces of Mania. Um great match if you seek out of it, but of course it it is marred with a lot of darkness because of course I mean, of the person because person who's in there uh yeah. shane mcmahon versus vince in a quite solid street fight believe it or not with Mick yeah, yeah, that, guest referee. It's a really solid match to which linda mcmahon gets the biggest pop in her entire life when she stood up from her catatonic state or vegetative state i should say which is, which is, i'm just going to address this while we're here that entire storyline was weird as hell and it's incredibly it, uncomfortable going back to so oh it's a, oh it's so, so unco- oh that it's uncomfortable in a way that only the attitude area can provide so i don't even up. know it's not even in like the normal attitude era sense it's just <laughs> disturbing period you know what makes me laugh is that linda mcmahon used clips from that rivalry and that whole kind of storyline in her uh in her uh election video campaign video it's a choice it's a it's you're telling me it's a fucking choice oh my god <laughs> and of course we talk about TLC two, come on, that match. TLC two goes so hard. TLC two. What if we tried to kill ourselves, but even more this time? <laughs> yes. Jeff and Edge thought, you know what? That ladder spot we did last year's Mania wasn't good enough. What, how can we do it? We'll have you hanging off the belt, Jeff, with no ladder, and I'll just kind of <laughs> yoink you down to the ground. I don't even know. I think the better thing with this one is just how they go insane with the run-ins. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, yeah. Rhino, Spike, and Lita running <laughs> for each subsequent team, and it's amazing. It's just God. like every time you think the match is about to calm down, they're just like, Rhino, get out of there now. <laughs> the Dudley dog Spike did through the table was insane. <laughs> and of course, and again, we talk about the greatest match that we had throughout this WrestleMania card was the gimmick battle royale when Rich the Iron Sheik won. <laughs> Now, fun fact about this, Iron Sheik, the only the two fun facts about Iron Sheik here, when Iron Sheik went to put on his tights and then went to put the belt on that that kind of keeps his tights up, the Mm. belt snapped, so he had to use uh, gaffer tape to tape his (laughs) tights up. And the only reason he won the match is because he was so kind of like unable to kind of really walk and take bumps 
that they were having him not go over the top rope in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's fair. Sheik stays winning. <laughs> so the people who are in this gimmick battle royale, right? So we have Iron Sheik, Hillbilly Jim, the Bushwhackers, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, Doink the Clown, Nikolai Volkov, Tugboat, The Goon, Earthquake, The Gobbledygooker, Brother Love, Michael Hayes, One Man Gang, Kamala, Kim Chi, Jim Cornette, The Repo Man, and Sergeant Slaughter. I'll take The Repo Man, by the way. Yes. <laughs> that is a who's who of, dear God, how did we get these guys in our company? That, that is a who's who of... The reasons we started this podcast because of, oh my exactly. gosh! Oh yeah, my I mean, God. again, just going off the going off the back of that, if you want to watch a real sleeper match on this media, people forget about Eddie Guerrero versus Test. Yes, for the oh, European a... title. Yes. that match goes hard. That match does go hard, and then some. And a great debut match as well for Eddie at Mania, um, and he would only get bloody better with each subsequent Mania as well, <laughs> which was. Damn, Eddie. You're too damn good. Damn, Eddie. And of course, the main event of Steve Austin versus The Rock, which is, you know, not only did it have the best hype package to begin with. Oh, God. Every time I see it in my brain, I just get more hype. I love the fact now that you think your special has become a meme within the wrestling community. (laughs) (laughs) No, an amazing hype package. And I tell you this much, man, like props to where props are given to Adam Panucci, the post-production guy behind WWF and the guy who edited that video because damn, he did an amazing job with that. Props to whoever decided to use My Way by Limp Biscuit because it's basically the only thing I could imagine going for it at this point. Exactly, exactly. And this is this is when Limp Biscuit were were actually really popular as well. Yeah. Hey, look, one of I can't, uh, I can't point... believe you'd ever say like that. At one point that they aren't still now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at one point, we all, we all at least either had a copy or borrowed a friend's copy of Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. Oh, God. No. I still have mine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And this it's, ba- like se- it's like semi-ironically, but sometimes like when I'm working out, I am like, you know what, I'll just throw some biscuit on. <laughs> move in and move out. Heads up, head up. Yeah. <laughs> but this match, bad. Great match from these two. The second time they would subsequently meet at WrestleMania, part of their uh, of their uh, beloved trilogy of matches. Not their best match in this trilogy, but an absolute solid one. And honestly, I think they had to make the decision in Texas for Steve Austin to win. Albeit, they were never going to boo Steve Austin, even if he turned heel and did side with Vince McMahon in this one. <laughs> yeah, it they were in Texas. Weird. It's such a weird end to a WrestleMania, even for, for that. But yeah, listen, they're in Texas and it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's never going to get booed. <laughs> of course out of he mind. I mean, great line from Jim Ross. He, the man, the man is in, the devil. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great line. But I'm like, I'm still, he's not going to sell. He's not going to get booed in London, let alone in Texas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fun little fact about this one. The Rock... Uh, the, now he was booked to blade in this match, and he actually ended up dro- dropping his blade when he kind of fell ass over tit over the steel steps, and El Hebner had to pick it up for him. <laughs> but no, the fun fact about this is that The Rock was told 
by his agent to not blade deep because they a week later he would have to go off and shoot the mummy returns yes <laughs> so it was like you blade and you make yourself have a big scar you're off this picture Oh dear. <laughs> so that's the reason why Rock has kind of like a little trickle of blood and then it just like quickly disappears at the end of the match. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I, something, I... something about it that though is just like picturing there being like, okay, the spot's happening to Blaze. Like, oh shit, I've got to film the mummy after this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to blade a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame he never came back for the reboot of the mummy. That's all I'll say. It's just, it's just like you know, like when you leave your house and you're like, like you haven't closed the door yet, and you're like, shit, I don't have my keys. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, I've got to do this. Wait, not too much, just a little bit. <laughs> now, again, this, I feel like this, this mania, it just has everything going right for it. It was at the height of its zeitgeist, I'd say. All the yeah. matches were were absolutely solid, booked incredibly well. Even, I even I would say the the squash match with China and Ivory. Uh, yeah, even I think, though I think, it, yeah. I think it was fitting though, because I mean, in the context of that match, the rest of Right to Censor were removed from ringside. Exactly, mm. exactly. So, like, you could at least get enough of a sense. You're like, oh, well, Ivory's so used to having matches where they interfere. Mm. Yeah, that like oh. conceivably, if she goes one on one with China, try to get absolutely demolish her yes. because China. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah, I I will kind of say like I do I do get why Ivory was so angry with with china for that pin yeah that pin. even though even though it's like i really like the pin but it's but when i heard that like ivory wasn't aware of that pin yeah i would have bumped out and made her do it properly yeah no i i agree on that one but with everything so nice tightly packed i don't it's it's wwe have never made able to capture that true magic that 17 has since they can't and I feel, and I know, agreed. I don't think they ever will. Well, yeah, I think, I think a big thing is obviously going. I think part of it is obviously going to that point of it's the grand culmination of everything. And I, I mean, we look at it and we go like, eh, was it the best of the trilogy of the Rock Austin matches? Which I think just speaks highly enough of the entire concept around it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That we're looking at it and going, well, it's not the best of the three. It's still pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. No, agreed. But, but, but also that, like, with how wrestling is and how at least i think wwe's booking is and how they and how they now see you know wrestlers and characterization in this modern period i don't know that we can get back there no 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 you could get close i don't think you could get ever get the same level ever again though yeah no it's um it's a it's it's i honestly think it's kind of like Stick with me here. WrestleMania 17 is like modern day Simpsons. The world has changed. No, the world has changed so much that the actual infrastructure to do that is just not there anymore. Mm. No, that is quite a good, quite a good summation of that. (laughs) A very good summation. (laughs) Indeed. Alrighty then, chaps. What are your favourite wrestlemanias in all 37 wrestlemanias that we will have come monday when this is uploaded what are your absolute top tier favorites absolute top tier favorites uh i gotta go boring and go for um for wrestlemania uh 24 yeah 
no doubt. With with just because it has because it has Shawn Michaels and versus Ric Flair, yeah. possibly the possibly yeah, yeah. the possibly, possibly the greatest like possibly the greatest match that WWE has ever done and mm-hmm. ever will do. I don't do. know that WWE can ever intentionally create a moment like the finish of that match ever again. No. Never. I mean, like, now granted, they tried to do it two years later, and and, and, and that is emotional for all, like, all different reasons as well. Yes. Um, but man, the emotion that this match had. The fact that Ric Flair pulled off a cross body for the first time in his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did a top rope move and it worked. <laughs> no, this match is truly outstanding as well. Like, oh, such a good mania. And I mean, yeah. as we talked about it, man, even after that, a very solid Money in the Bank match. Punk yeah. was the absolutely right choice to win that oh, match. Oh, he was absolutely the right choice to win <laughs> Uh, we had Floyd Mayweather versus Big Show in possibly, as as we all say, our favourite celebrity wrestling match of all time. No, it has no business being as entertaining as it is. Taker versus Edge in what I think is one of Taker's best WrestleMania main events that he put yeah, on during the streak. And I think it mm. gave us, it birthed us the moment of the running sprinting Charles Robinson, which is become, <laughs> yes. such, is become legend now. <laughs> He was booking it so hard. I want someone to be. I want someone to book it as fast towards me as Charles Robinson did to that ring. Just I want to be. Who do I need to speak to? <laughs> uh, fun fact: Charles Robinson, big horror fan. Big horror fan. Really? Apparently, he has his own. He has a very. He has a. He has his own horror dungeon that puts Guillermo del Toro's to shame. What? Yeah, believe it or not, check it out. No way! Oh my god, this... YouTube. Uh, Charles oh. Robinson, ho- uh, Charles Robinson's horror collection. It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> um, my favorites. I'm gonna. I mean, twenty-four, obviously top tier. I'm gonna put ten up there as well. I re- I'm not recently. Well, I actually went back this weekend and watched ten. But the first time I watched ten would have been two thousand and when 20 was around because I wanted like the context of how different Wrestlemania's had been from 10 up to 20 I had watched that and I was absolutely blown away by it now granted we had you know the whole thing with Lex Luger and Yokozuna uh, but it had the greatest opening match of all Wrestlemania's in Bret Hart versus Owen Hart which is a true technical that masterpiece. That so crazy. And I love, there's a little moment what, where was, Owen... Wasn't it the opener on that mania? That was the opener of that mania, believe it or not. <sighs> it kind of astounds me knowing Owen Hart's like thoughts on wrestling that he's like, yeah, I'm just going to do this and then I'm just going to leave. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. There's a little you moment are... I... I genuinely like in this match where Owen kind of like uh, like foot rakes Brett in the face just a little bit too overzealous and Brett goes, Oi, fucking stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such a you're my brother moment. <laughs> it's look- just the th- it's just the thing of like Brett with like his back pressed to the mat just like pointing up at him. Yeah. It's just and it, and I love it because it's an overhead shot as well. So you get the full face of Brett looking pissed at his brother. <laughs> Uh, but this also had the the unified intercontinental title ladder match uh with Shawn yeah. michaels and razor ramon which are now look 
given what we know and how much like the Hardys had revolutionized the, the ladder match with the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. This seems a little bit more tame in comparison, but I would still rate it highly as a, uh, as a terrific it's a ladder match. very good match. Although I must ask, do you think that like, do you think that, do you think that he kind of sits at home, watches some of like, do you think I can imagine him sitting at home watching the WrestleMania 16 and 17 matches and going, what have I done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I no. I, I, he should feel ashamed of himself. Shawn Michael should. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and of course, I'll take a little shout out and give my love to 19 as well. I love 19. Uh, one of the yeah. very first ones I bought on DVD. I loved the look of it. The Safeco Field was an amazing choice for that. It looked absolutely outstanding. Uh, some great matches in there as well. Uh, we had, of course, Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio in his very first WrestleMania. Uh, we had Trish Stratus versus Victoria and Jazz in a very solid triple threat match for the Women's Championship. Uh, mm. Shawn Michaels versus Jericho, the match that really stole the show. Booker T and Triple H, we've talked about that match for a lot on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. need to talk about that. Hogan and Mr. McMahon in McMahon's best match in a street fight and that very famous fair, that, that that match has like some of hogan's like biggest bumps <laughs> yes mcmahon and that very famous uh image of mcmahon peering over the uh of over the uh the uh the um the ring and just the bloody face of him with that smile on his face Dude, mcmahon, mcmahon hot mcmahon hardcore yeah mcmahon hardcore say what you will about say what you will about the man seriously say what you will the man <laughs> knows how to interact with a camera <laughs> and of course we talk about like the greatest one in the stone cold and rock trilogy and the main event which i feel kind of gets remembered of course for that one infamous spot but was up until that point was genuinely a fantastic match a fantastic match from the pair of them and not their best match because of course their iron match of uh, the iron man match on smackdown is without question yeah. their best match but god these two are so bloody good together kurt angle and brock lesnar are yeah they they are i mean they're, they're two people that kind of understood how each other worked mm. without question dan what is your favorite wrestlemania's so I'm, I'm probably going to be starting off with an odd one for me. And I don't even know if this is just the whole WrestleMania, but I just want to give a shout out to the match because it was one of the ones which in my younger years was so important to me. But WrestleMania 3, mm, if not ooh. purely just for Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. A match that I a match that I just watched because everyone's saying how good it is. I'm like, how good can it be? Oh my god! I think just as as a match, it left such an impression for me as someone who had basically only known the Attitude Era mm. to mm. see a match in that kind of time period. Which honestly, those two were on a, a operating on a different level completely. Yeah. I know lots of people talk about um hogan and andre and like going back on it i'm like i understand the importance of it mm -hmm. yeah even though it's not the kind of the thing that i am that crazy about and like honestly the the, the rest of the matches most of them are like five minute joints yeah yeah there's not really there's not really a whole lot in there to be interested by mm -hmm. 
Heart Foundation versus the British Bulldogs, though, um, was was also very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but no, the uh, Steamboat versus Savage just left such an impression on me. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, and that kind of retains through now to today. I mean, this part is part of why I hold Randy Savage in such high regard. Mm. Same thing for me, like for for both Steamboat and Savage. Why are they rate highly as some of my favorite wrestlers of all time? Uh, but no, for for the sake of this one, as twenty four's already been mentioned, I feel like I want to give someone else the joy of talking about WrestleMania twenty three because I've spoken about WrestleMania twenty three so many damn times. Hey, there we are, <laughs> WrestleMania twenty three, the the I'm, surprisingly it, <laughs> the surprisingly good one, if a little freaking nuts. Yeah, like it's absolutely <laughs> insane. But someone else can talk about WrestleMania twenty three. I've spoken about WrestleMania twenty three know enough <laughs> darn right all right look before we get into the uh into uh into worst i actually want to give only want a little bit of a shout out to wrestlemania 22 because that one had the best theme song of all time because you cannot talk peter gabriel <laughs> peter gabriel did wrestle what what, peter what Ga- world? yeah peter gabriel wrestlemania 22 yep. no i know but i'm like i'm like what well, do I live in where that's an actual fact? <laughs> it's called wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I know, but even for wrestling, what a fact! Yeah, like I, like I, I look at kind of the the WrestleManias I know. So the one I want to give a shout out to is WrestleMania twenty. Yes, XX, if you will. Yes, if you will. I, 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 I still am very much of the ilk of they really should. They really should go back to Madison Square Garden in the like in the tens when they when oh they yeah basically for every single ten they should just go back to MSG. It doesn't matter whether it's only a twenty thousand capacity stadium. I just think the look of WrestleMania in MSG has always been freaking <clears throat> iconic. Yeah, yeah, like this WrestleMania just had. I mean, like again, there's kind of lots of matches that are kind of absolute washes, like Goldberg versus Lesnar. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's, to be honest, there's, there's quite a lot in this WrestleMania that's that's worth checking out, like Christian versus Chris Jericho, mm. Um, mm. arguably John Cena versus Big Show. Yeah, good. It was a solid yeah. opener. The, the first, yeah, the, I, is that is that the first is that the first John, that was when, uh, John yeah, Cena won the United John, States title? Yeah, that's the first time we get the John Cena lift someone really big spot. Yep. Yep. Um, Evolution versus Rock and Sock Connection. I, I, a great handicap match. And honestly, I feel like uh, was up, that was up there as one of Mick Foley's best again, matches. My, my sleeper match um, of this mania, and please go and read the story about this match happening, Victoria versus Molly Holly. Yes! 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 If you know the story about this, which is that Molly Holly said that she is willing to do a hair versus hair match just to get the women's title on mania... Yeah, like, add so much to this, Molly Holly. There is, oh, thank you, thank you, because you are shout just... out to Molly, goddamn Holly. It's well deserved your Hall of Fame entry because yeah, you absolutely. are just a bloody amazing individual, just but... the best. But to talk about the most important thing out of this, mate, it's Eddie versus Kurt. Yeah. It's two genuine magicians. Yeah. 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 Like there, there's no way to else to really describe it because, th- again, 
the two of them working on a completely different level. Yeah. You know, oh. and they're, 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 there's, you know, there's so much. They are. There's so those... much fineness to it with like how, you know, Kurt's obviously working the ankle and then Eddie adjusting his boot to then like that having an impact so that, you know, Eddie can't really go for the frog splash to then um, it changing up with like, Kurt being aware of the kind of stuff Eddie's going to pull and trying to counter that, and then both trading Germans around, and it's just so much. It's like it's like twenty minutes of like arguable wrestling perfection. Yeah. Those two, those two guys, just reaching enlightenment <laughs> straight up. Mm. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about Angle versus Shawn Michaels from the next year's Mania, but no, <laughs> this is my favorite Kurt Angle WrestleMania match. It's you know I'm. I'm um on I'm on the Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle track for, for of obvious things. reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, because because like just because it has just because I think because my brain still thinks that that Shawn Michaels is almost going to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to this day, to this day, I like I think that he's just like forever in an ankle lock almost tapping out <laughs> but we're never quite sure and when he eventually taps out that's when the end of the world happens yes <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness that that match is just unbelievable yeah and of course that mania also gave us the return of the dead man taker a great yep. great that was a great moment and i watched this live because this was funny on sky sports not on sky box office so i stayed up and watched yeah. it Oh, you bastard. And I had to go to school the next day, so, you know. Oof. Yeah, that's Oof. always the joy of being a young wrestling fan in the UK. Indeed, yeah. indeed. All right, then. With all the good comes the bad, and, of course, we got to talk about the bad. And I'm going to start with WrestleMania 9, because Okay, so we, we were going to get there. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry. It, aesthetically, the look of it is tremendous. I mean, oh, if, it if you are doing it the... in Caesar Palace's car park, but still... No, nah, but even still, the set kind of went crazy. It was great. I love the fact we get to see uh, Jim Ross in a toga, uh, Bobby <laughs> Heenan riding in on a camel the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> just a just 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 a sight to behold. Of course, we have the uh, Lex Luger's entrance with all the mirrors when he was the narcissist Lex Luger. Yeah. But then, of course, we get to two matches: Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker. Which uh, WWE, in a lot of video packages, when they talked about the streak, are very good with scrubbing this one off off the face of the earth. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like the effort that they go to scrub this match, but then they still know they have to include it in the in the video package. Yep. <sighs> Because, like, yeah, it's part of the streak, so they kind of have to include it, but they know that they shouldn't. So, yeah, they only... Because, really, all they ever do, and all I've ever seen them do for this match is just the entrance, and then kind of choking Giant Gonzalez, and that's it. Because basically, right, like, the entrance is the best part of this match. Yes. (laughs) After after The Undertaker's entrance, which is amazing, because he has a fucking raven with him. Yep. Yeah. Um... Basically, it just devolves from there. <laughs> now, Freedon, you do you know of the finish to this match? I do not, and I'm going to find out, and I'm going to be angry. Aren't so, I? yes, it was a disqualification win to The Undertaker because, and I kid you not, Giant Gonzalez chloroformed The Undertaker. Wow. <laughs> 
That's all I can say. All I can say is wow. Yeah. And of course, the main event of Bret Hart versus Yokozuna. <laughs> Just kidding. Hulk Hogan wins. Lol. Like, I know, I know we talk about how loose WWE is now with title matches and who can demand them, but literally the consequence of this is that Yokozuna beats Bret Hart, then Hogan just appears and is like, I have a title match now, Lamau. <laughs> and he had just had a tag match with his best mate Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Like, literally nothing makes sense as to why Hogan was able to just demand a title match and have it. Because he's Hulk Hogan. <sighs> like, they, like, this should have been the moment where they were like, oh, shit, people need to take Yokozuna seriously. <laughs> and then they're just like, Lamau, no, Hulk Hogan. There's a lot in this WrestleMania that I remember as well, because isn't like... Isn't it like the two longest matches are both, like, count-outs? <laughs> yep. Or yes, like they are. count out for DQs. Yes. Because I know there's the one where I know there's the Shawn Michaels Tatanka match for the IC title, which ends in a count out, and it's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> Just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. <sighs> Oh, there it is. It's Money Inc., which is Ted DiBiase and, and IRS, uh, Erwin R. Scheister, which, by the way, still amazing name. Yes. <laughs> it's an amazing part. Uh, defeats Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake by DQ. The match was 18 minutes and 27 seconds long. Because Jesus of, Christ. Again, it's because <laughs> Hogan has to have the longest and best match, doesn't he? Yeah, the calling that the anyway. best match is, is something. The longest, anyway. <laughs> I mean, also, as well, this is the one people always point to when they talk about Mr. Perfect and, like, Mr. Perfect made Lex Luger look like he could have a decent match. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Dude, Mr. Perfect was genuinely built different. He really freaking was. The matches he's had with, he had with Bret Hart were outstanding at, at this time. Alrighty then, Reardon. What is your what is your nominee for worst WrestleMania? Okay, my worst WrestleMania is, and I gotta find out which fucking one it is. God damn, man! What a what a clusterfuck! <laughs> you know what? No, I'm just gonna I'm going to you find it out. What was the WrestleMania with the Triple H versus Sting? Oh, WrestleMania oh, 31. 31. 31. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's what, you the mean one. The, what, you mean the one where WWE couldn't get over, like, a 20-year-old grudge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, my God, looking at the actual ma- match card. Yeah, this is my. This is the one I hated the most. This is it. Yeah. This is the one. With... God, love it, man. Yeah. I'm just going to talk this about this. the one where Rusev came out in a tank? Yeah, no. this Rusev had the greatest entrance of all time. He did come out in a tank, which oh, yeah, he was did. fucking awesome. He, he did, but this is the one where... This is the, the WrestleMania of WWE just not letting go. In general. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> if you cause, yeah, that cause is look, Because look at this match card. Mm. Look will, at it. I will say though, for the, for this one, the highlight of this mania is one hundred percent the IC title ladder match. Yes, absolutely. Oh, of course, yeah. I, yeah, which kind of puts you in a in a it puts you in a lull <laughs> in a false sense of security, and then just oh god. No, I, I know what you mean, but the whole not letting go, not only because of the whole 
yeah, the, not the WCW only because, thing. Yeah, not only because of WCW thing, which oh god, I hate that match so much. It's like you get five minutes of an actual match, and then it's just like, how long is this goddamn thing? Yeah, it's like five minutes, and then the rest of it of an eighteen-minute match is just run-ins. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. I'm also it's... gonna bring up the whole Rock Triple H promo, which I was not a big fan of, if I'm honest, because it's just yeah. that whole so circle jerking thing of the authority and Steph Stephanie oh, having yeah. to be the most over by by putting people down, slapping them in the face. What is it with the booking of Stephanie being the queen bitch and having to I get can... one up on everyone? I'm sorry, I... I'm just bring putting it out there. It's oh no, because now I'm thinking about it as well, and I'm thinking like they had to do the whole thing where they had like DX appear and then have the NWO appear as well for yeah. like, no discernible real reason. It's just and it's of, a and of course everyone knows Sting should have won that match. Sting I don't care who you are. I don't care who you yeah. are. I don't care who you are, Vince. I don't there care that he's your son There was literally no reason for Sting to lose that match. Sting should have won that match. Sting should. It's like I know that he retires straight after. So maybe that's why, but Sting should have just won that match. It's just a terrible match. It's a, it, it's a match that just kind of like it's a match that act, no or like there have been bad matches in WrestleMania that I've seen. This is the only match where I was actively pissed off. Yeah, at I least don't this, like that match. I guess at least the only redeeming quality this Mania had is had one of the greatest cash-ins for the Money in the Bank. I'd yes. Say. Yeah, it, it it's it saves it saves a bad WrestleMania. And this was this, and I thought this wasn't going to happen at this Mania because this was the time where Seth Rollins had that little bit of controversy where he got his tallywhacker out on the internet. Yes, but they still oh, did it. But they still did <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, still did it. It also Just has it also yeah that. it also has like after like after the the end of the streak lot the the year before I've quite bad take a wrestlemania match with wyatt yeah which should have been good on it should have been good on paper this should have been the match where like yep wyatt wins undertaker just just retired done yeah but, but yeah, they just kind of the general thing that we expressed when yeah we <laughs> it just didn't I mean, happen it made sense at that point yeah so Dan, oh. I'm just looking at this match card now, and I, I don't, I don't remember. That. Randy Orton versus Seth, beat Seth Rollins with Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury at ringside. I believe I don't that was the very famous curb stomp into RKO spot. That yes, yeah. yes, which is of a bad WrestleMania. I love that spot. And you can see Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury being there. J and J Security, if you remember, part of the authority. Yeah, that's right. God. <laughs> For more info, check out Brian Zane's video on the authority. Yep, check that out. <laughs> but yeah, this this would be the this would be the WrestleMania for me. And you know what? I I I kind of tend to agree with you on that one, Reardon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, oh. I I agree with you on that one, Dan. One of your worst. What is your worst WrestleMania? My worst WrestleMania. Uh, I'm going back into the annals again. Oh gosh, here we go. It's WrestleMania 2. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this was an this absolute is just, mess. This is just a spread of bad. <laughs> it's an absolute mess of a mania. I look, now, the concept was that they were going to broadcast WrestleMania from three 
different locations. New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago, if memory serves me correct. But apparently, the whole time, they had so many issues with the audio, with the feeds coming from all three arenas, to just the match cards in general were a bit of a mess, because they were kind of put hokily put together. This mania was the boxing match between Mr. T and Roddy Piper. Um... 13 minutes, by the way. Yeah, that lasted. We had the Battle Royale, which saw not only WWF wrestlers, but also uh, NFL players in there as well. We had uh, Randy Savage defeating George Steele for the Intercontinental Championship. No one remembers that one. No, the main event being, of course, Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in a cage match. Yeah, because that's what everyone wants. Oh no, because obviously the most egregious one for me is the like, fabulous Moolah beating Velvet McIntyre in one minute. Uh, mm, yeah. Which, like, are... Given the context of everything around Moolah, it's like totally understandable of why it would happen. It's even worse in retrospect. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, just there's just so many like random matches just through strewn throughout this card like magnificent morocco with mr fuji and paul orndorff go double count out in a singles match jake roberts versus george wells in three minutes 15 corporal kirchner versus nikolai volkov with freddie blassie in a flag match in two minutes (laughs) oh i forgot about corporal kirchner (laughs) like the British Bulldog beat the Dream Team in 13 minutes. <laughs> oh, by the way, British Bulldogs were accompanied to the ring. Lou Albano and Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Ricky Steamboat defeats Hercules Hernandez in seven minutes. Adrian Adonis defeating Uncle Elmer as well. Because, <laughs> like, the arguable, like, I'm throwing air quotes up here, like, best match is either Hogan and Bundy or... Uh, the Funks beat Junk JYD and Tito Santana. <laughs> a lot of people tend to forget that Dory and Terry were in the, were in WrestleMania too, accompanied by Jimmy Hart of all people yes. as well. <laughs> but of course, I forgot the the one big. I guess you could say the big draw that they got uh, for this WrestleMania was that Mr. T had, uh, Mr. T's ringside uh, trainer during that boxing match was smoking Joe Frazier. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so much with this event that just like... This is a lot. This is a lot. This is genuinely the jumping the shark moment. Yeah. (laughs) And that was the second WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't do that. I think they. I like, think Vince again, learned his like, lesson very quickly. Like, I know that I'm looking at this in retrospect, and I'm like, by the time I was looking at this and finding out that this happened, you know, I'm looking at this in the context of like almost 24 WrestleManias had happened. Yeah, like they obviously had time to like refine the craft. Mm-hmm. But like. It's just, it's just that thing of they tried so much and just none of it worked. And it, like, this is again to say, like, it's not like WrestleMania One was particularly like incredible. Yeah. In in retrospect, but it was like they went from a low point and were like, well, how do we just take this ninety times higher for no reason? 
<laughs> oh, agreed, agreed. Alrighty then. So, special mentions for me in terms of worst ones goes to WrestleMania 11. Of course, for obvious reasons. Uh, that main event really shouldn't have been the main event. But, you know, we got what we were given with Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And uh, WrestleMania 27. Like, I, 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 I really have not been a big fan of that WrestleMania. Not because The Rock was the host. It was great to see The Rock back after so long in the WWE. But this this one had a, re- a lot of stinkers. We had Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler. Please. We had... About that. We had the great Carly defeating Sheamus in a battle royal. Um, we had, for some reason, a lumberjack match, which was the dark match of Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan for the US Championship, which ended in a no contest. We had, oh, and I'll get onto the worst match. I'll get onto this when it comes to, I guess, the uh, the worst match. I'll savor it. The the the, the penultimate match is was the is my personal worst match. But the main event of The Miz versus John Cena, I know a lot of people don't... It um, didn't fit. It just didn't fit. And I know a lot of people like to rag on The Miz. Um, but I just feel for The Miz, it wasn't the right time or the right place for him to be not uh, to be champion in a mania. If anything, I think it should have been CM Punk versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. You know, the best bad guy versus the best good guy of the company at that time for the mania. But... Yeah, I just I'm not a big fan of this WrestleMania in any way, shape, or form, at all. Huh. Alrighty, we're gonna do a quick fire one on favorite celebrities as well. So I'm pretty much gonna say it out here right now: Floyd Mayweather and Lawrence Taylor, who put on two of the best, I guess, celebrity matches that you could think of. I mean, I will oh, say Lawrence Taylor for this one because he didn't do too bad per se. He shouldn't have been in the main event of WrestleMania though. That's the thing. No, no, he shouldn't have been. <laughs> but no, that Floyd Mayweather uh, is up there, one of my favourite celebrities to be in in a WrestleMania for sure. I'm guessing that's the same for you two as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean it pretty much is. I mean this is probably a, this is probably an aside one, but I want to give a shout out to Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean he's appeared at like four now at this point, but yeah. I just kind of like the way seeing him, especially when he did Bianca music. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was pretty cool. Ooh, yes, right. I don't know if there's anyone else in terms of specific celebrity involvement. Like mm-hmm. obviously we had Mr. T, who was there for two WrestleManias. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just choked on my water. Don't don't mind me, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Mr. T, he's definitely an important part of that. I mean, I will still say that Cindy Lauper is a massive important part of the first WrestleMania. But you know, Absolutely. Cindy Lauper for the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, join, join the movement. Join the movement. Join the movement. Join the movement. <laughs> but no, Floyd Mayweather's up definitely up there as my fav, personal favorite celebrity in all of WrestleManias. Alrighty then, the two big ones we're going to be talking about: favorite and worst matches. Now I've got a whole smorgasbord of favorite matches I have for this yeah. one. So I'm going to just narrow it down to three for myself. And I'm going to start with the Rock Austin trilogy of matches. My personal favourite one being, honestly, their best one at WrestleMania 19. Mm. Uh, This one, again, these matches are so good because these two, again, with the first two, the two biggest stars of the company. 
absolutely, you know, going out there and putting on an absolute <clears throat> amazing show. Those two worked so well together, especially in the context of a big WrestleMania-style match. This third one is like, this is almost like, right, we're out of the Attitude Era now. This is like the passing of the torch of our kind of era. This is where we put the final kind of like flag down, flagpole down into the ground and say this, boom, this is the end of us here in this company and our kind of like story, our fable that is intertwined ever since 1997. Uh, and of course, this would be Steve Austin's very last match as well. Austin, he even he himself admitted that he had been kind of on borrowed time for a very long time at this point, and was like, "Yeah, like I, I mean, we talk. I've talked about doing a few matches here and matches here and there, but no, this t- tomorrow's it." Uh, when he was having an in- sit down interview with someone uh, talking about WrestleMania the day. Uh, after but no he said yeah wrestlemania 19 is it i can't i cannot go on my body my my heart says yes uh, my head says yes but my body is like what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> and they put on a great match and i think a very emotional filled match as well if you catch the end of that match you can see after rock wins that he's kind of talking to austin in the middle ring it looks like he's trash talking to him uh, but Austin later revealed that he said, thank you so much for that and for everything you do. I love you, pal. And Austin mm. went, I love you too, Rock. Oh, Dwayne, I should say. And then they both kind of went off and Austin went out into the sunset. And fair play to him. He hasn't returned since. Yeah, fair play. Honestly, he as much... Have, he doesn't have Terry Funk syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> like, a fair, like, in all honesty, like, yeah, very much fair play to him. He went on, appeared in a couple films. The Condemned is not a bad WWE film. The Expendables he, role that he had was awesome as well. Yeah, role in the Expendables. He now did the Broken Skull podcast and Broken Skull sessions. He, he's he's vibing. He's doing yeah. all work for himself. He's got his own beer as well, so he's he's yeah. absolutely fine. <laughs> so I'll, you, oh god, just reminding me, I need no, to get I was, to that. <laughs> I was actually going to say um, for those of you on our Twitter, please tell us how is that beer? Yeah, what is Broken Skull IPA like? Like a Texan with an Indian pale ale must be. That's that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I don't like IPA, so. Yeah. so I mean, because frankly, I just want to know. So if it's bad, I can cry because, like, <laughs> of all people, Stone Cold. Well, I, IPAs are a very particular taste. Like you, you have to kind of be, you know, if you either like it or you don't really. <laughs> Mm. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't drink beer, but I, I, I digress. Yeah, but it's all right though, because then, like, when we get together and do stuff, when we can be, when we can be in a space together, guys, mm. you could have the beer. Yeah, I'll have the yeah, milk, yeah. like Kurt Angle did. You can get me and Rin to do like a taste test video of like rest of like wrestler inspired drinks, or we're not buying the WWE wine. All right, I'll get the. I'll try and get the uh, the Roddy Piper bubble gum soda as well. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh Rich Shout out to the brewery that does loads of wrestling themed beers though. Because yes. uh, after we did the Mick Foley one, they linked me to their milk foley stout. That is so fun. That is an amazing it, it comes it comes in a uh, flannel checkerboard can. That is that mm. is so freaking cool. Reardon then. What is your favorite one of your favorite WrestleMania matches? Oh god, okay. The, the annoying thing about my WrestleMania picks at, off the top of my head is that they're all Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair is, enough, because he has the vibe with it. Vibe with it. Let's he's go. Mr. Yeah. WrestleMania. 
Come on. All right, you know what? You know what? Considering like, and considering that you know we are named after the heartbreak kid himself. Yeah. You gotta. I'm gonna. I will take that note and go for my favorite Shawn Michaels matches. Yes. So, of course, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, masterclass. Yeah. Angle, masterclass. Mm -hmm. Now the hard part with the Undertaker matches is which one? Yeah. That, it's so freaking tough. So yeah, difficult. I mean, I, I've already given my pick before in like two previous episodes. So yeah. <laughs> I will say the build up to it is the build up to it is better objectively. I will say objectively better. So it has to be streak versus career. Yeah. Mm. Just because just because like the build up is better with 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 one. It's just like I want to fight. Yeah, all right. Basically, <laughs> admittedly though, twenty five has the best entrances of all time. Yes, Michael's yes, Taker's one. Well, yes, Michael was appearing from the sky as like a pillar of an angel. Yeah, that's amazing, <laughs> and I, I, I will always have that. But yeah, no, I, I will go for two as my favorite, and I, as a match that he is in but does not fight in, it has to be the end of an era, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, a match which I which I am astounded. There's there is no blading, and yet <laughs> feels like there is. <laughs> For all three of them being in that ring, you would have think you would have fought, wouldn't you? Yeah, you think there would have been blading up the wazoo, <clears throat> but apparently there isn't. And having and having one of my favorites. No, no, I really mean it this time. I'm going to hit him with the sledgehammer. <laughs> moments finally. <laughs> Oh man, so Oh no, something about the way Triple H hits people with the hedge hammers always made me laugh. It always made me laugh because I understand had covering what... the hammer. Book. Yeah. 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 And he just it does powers it. Up his punches though. Yeah, it powers up his punches. But <laughs> that moment of him going, No, no, I'm measuring up to literally to literally crush his head with this hammer is never ends to be hype for me. <laughs> fair play, man, fair play. Uh Dan. Some of your favorite WrestleMania matches. Uh, so I feel like obviously the first one has to be um, Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton at 30. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, that is pretty much like the most accurate way to sum up a match involving Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yes. yes. Generally the entire universe against him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and him just slowly pulling through to like make it through to the end. Oh yeah, I love that yeah. match so much. Yeah, real just quick, real quick on on that same incredible. yeah yeah real quick on that same event. Just because I've talked to it about before the uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, as, like... yeah, as as the only match to as as of this recording. Well, one of two matches that has made me cry. The other one being Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. There's only been two matches. That match was truly outstanding. And I mean, we had we we did a whole episode of yeah, Kofi Mania. Yeah. So yeah, we did yeah. a whole episode on Kofi Mania. So I just wanted to make that clear that no, I have not forgotten about it. Oh no, we ha we haven't forgotten about that match. So and again, that sits up there in the pantheon because I genuinely almost cried. Yeah. Kofi... Yes. Um. Uh, so Rey Mysterio beats Randy Orton and Kurt Angle at 22. Mm. Just because, again, for me, it was like, oh my god, this person who I've looked up to in Elias has finally gotten there. Yeah. Yes. 
And like, so for me being a shorter person, like I always just love Rey Mysterio because I was like, he's like me. Yes, that is his entire thing. He, I could be Rey Mysterio. No, I could not. Yeah, I know I couldn't be with my knees. <laughs> Pray uh, always to Nisus. Yeah. Um. Again, gonna throw back to the WrestleMania I have watched the most in my life. WrestleMania 23, Undertaker versus Batista. Yeah. Oh, what a match! So damn good. <laughs> what a match! His greatest opponent. Don't at me. It's no, true. like, like the thing is that, like, genuinely, <laughs> I, I look at that match and it, it's just part. It is possibly the best undertake a match at wrestlemania outside of Shawn michaels yeah i if there's a better one i need to watch it <laughs> um but then i i guess that i guess the one for me i know we spoke about um tlc one before but mm-hmm. the triangle ladder match at yeah. wrestlemania 2000 just because that match left such an indelible mark on me mm-hmm and I think um, a lot of people as well, when they, mm. whether you were watching it live or you're watching it after the fact, I oh. think it's just it's just acknowledging the the craziness of what they were trying to do. Yeah, and like yeah. again, it's obviously worth saying that this was stuff that had been done before elsewhere, but it never been on this stage and scale before. And I don't know, there's like little bits about it, like knowing that Devon's terrified of heights. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe when I watched that, there's that little um, watch through interview with him and uh, Jeff Hardy watching that match. Him saying that he's scared of heights, maybe want to buy that man a drink forever. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then stuff about like Matt talking about it afterwards being like, yeah, if I had known that that match would have been successful and we'd have kept doing it, I would have stopped doing the leg drop. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to just to just stuff like Edge and Christian being there and saying like, well, it was kind of crazy for us because we'd never really done anything like this before. Mm. Whereas like the Hardy Boys had been working in like you know, like their own home indie promotions yeah. in like, North Carolina, and the Dudley Boys had been ECW for Edge and Christian. They're like, yeah, we mostly brought up on just kind of straight singles wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Us to go into like climbing up ladders and trying to figure out <laughs> stuff to do with that it was like crazy yeah. to them yeah um, there's a couple of great little cool moments from that interview which i do recommend wwe has it when they're oh, talking please, about that but... do. Go, out, go and go check it out i think in that i think maybe in that one they're talking about tlc2 i yeah i forget which one but i, I, I want a summer slam but yeah way, it's still yeah. applicable and knowing yeah. that fact just makes it hilarious yeah yeah it's just just with d1 saying jeff if you love me, you will stop kicking me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, an out, a truly outstanding match, and it, and it to this day still stands the test of time as an, and a terrific. It really terrific does. Match. I tell you another match, and possibly my favourite Mania match that really does stand the test of time as well is Bret Hart versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13, the submission match. Yes, match. The greatest double turn in wrestling history, if you ask me, as well. So, uh, with Ken Shamrock as the referee as well. I feel like people forget that fact. I mean, it's easy to forget it in amongst the rest of the match, but yeah. Oh man. Terrific spot after terrific spot. Like great use of the ring, being at, putting up like a, a figure four leg lock, leg leg lock around the uh, the ring post, as well. And Austin gushing so much blood, and that famous image of Austin screaming 
blood all over his face as he as he's locked in the sharpshooter and passes out rather than taps out from uh, passes out from the pain is like oh if you really wanted to solidify right this guy is going to be the future of our company even though we brought him in to just be kind of like a journeyman wrestler to kind of fill the mid card you had it in that one match alone yeah i don't know this is a side thing for me but re-watching that match made me realize something no one does the decapitator spot anymore no Mm. No, <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing where like wrestlers' tastes have changed, but I never see it anymore, and I feel like someone should bring it back. Mm. Specifically, as well, the Bret Hart version, where rather than just slingshotting them, they just keep hold of it. Yes, oh, no. I I personally love that spot. <laughs> so so good. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again because I just watched it this morning, going talking about it, and I was like, I yeah, really want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. I am going to go now into worst matches and I'm going to just say one word for the worst match. Snooky. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, you're going on. for that match. That match the is terrible. I believe it was oh god, who was it Trish Stratus that took like the arguable death for? Yes. Yes. Uh it was it John was Morrison really, Snooky. Really <laughs> it was wasn't it uh, it was a John Morrison, Trish Stratus and um Snooky versus uh it was Leiko and Vicky Guerrero, I believe. Yes, and uh, Dolph Ziggler, wasn't it, as well? Dolph Ziggler I was there because so, yeah. um, Vicky Guerrero was his manager at that point. Yeah. Oh, f- uh, terrible match. It's just so, so terrible. And you know what? I mean, there's, 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 there's a, a John Morrison looked very pissed at the end of that match, mostly because... He didn't really want to work with Trish Stratus. He was more kind of like, well, why couldn't you put Melina in this role? Because I believe they were still together at this point. I believe. They were at that point. Mm. So, yeah, John Morrison was a little bit miffed off on that point. And you could see it right at the end of that match. Well, there's sure. the, well because there's obviously the moment where they all try and hug together and then John Morrison's like, nah, none of that, please. <laughs> Another match I'm going to bring up as worst match is Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown at WrestleMania 6. And and, for, and, and you know what? For obvious reasons, I I mean, like, I know it was a gener- to generate heat, but to paint yourself half black is just not, no, that ain't it, Chief. That ain't, no. it. that ain't it. I mean, I love your Piper, but that was just not a good move at all. <laughs> like, no, there's no, no forgiving that sort of thing, yeah, if you ask just, me. It's just a big old no. Because even when I was a kid and I watched that for the first time when I first watched WrestleMania 6, I was like, that just don't look or seem right. And you were correct. <laughs> I'm glad I was correct, Red. Yeah. <laughs> So, Reardon, uh, what is your worst WrestleMania match? I've I've already said it. I really, I just genuinely, genuinely despise Triple H versus Sting. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> is it yeah, because it came down to being just WWE versus WCW ultimately? When it and a so bad version of that, yeah. it could have been so much more. You finally had him. You finally had him. You could have. You, you could have been Taker. It could have. Everyone wanted him versus Taker. I think the big thing for everyone yeah. is like it should have been Sting versus Taker, really. But they're tripping. Yeah. Ah, oh, let me just come in and then just not move past this grudge that we've held for like twenty plus years at this point. A grudge which you won, by the way. And yet you can't seek, can't seem to keep taking concepts from Triple H. 
funny well, that, isn't that, it? Because like the thing is, like Triple H has like a lot of actually has respect for WCW and wants to use their stuff. He's like, hey, this is really cool because it's like the whole thing around this the formation of Elimination Chamber because Which, Triple H just wanted war games. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like ah. I want my own thing. He said, damn it. <laughs> but no, uh, Dan. Then I will move over to you and your worst match in WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, so obviously I mentioned the fabulous Bula versus um, Wendy Richter. Yeah, from like WrestleMania two, which is like awful. Mm-hmm. Actually, as well, because Wendy Richter got the title like six days later, then held it for six days and lost it again. Yeah, I believe, which was a screw job as well. I believe. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then, hey, hey, here it is again. Terry Reynolds versus the cat with Atlas <laughs> Muller and Mae Young at WrestleMania 2000. No, is- no, not the only singles match from WrestleMania 2000. Which is, again, like, just got awful. Um, this is going to be a really random one because I imagine, like, no one will remember this aside from, like, a specific subsection of people. But genuinely, in my mind, the worst WrestleMania match of all time, disregarding Hulk Hogan versus Yokozuna. <laughs> because I feel like it's impossible to even quantify that as a match. Fair. Um, I'm going to go for Owen Hart versus Skinner. Oh, crumbs, Ooh. yes. Oh, uh, which is a match that goes like one and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it serves literally no purpose. Yep. Um, and it did literally nothing for anyone. Not at all. <laughs> it is genuinely the most nothing match of all time. <laughs> that I cannot argue with. Yeah. I want to give uh, a special shout out for worst matches to every Playboy themed match. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Without question. That just Yeah, that that's obvious. That's obviously up there as well. Um Oh god, I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was was it, was it 20 when uh, when Taz stabbed Michael Cole with his pencil as he was getting excited? I think it was, was it Tori Wilson versus Candice Michelle for the WWF women's title? I believe at like WrestleMania 20 or 22, 21? I believe. Yeah, that one that, was terrible. <laughs> that one was genuinely terrible. Um, also, the, I, again, I can't remember which one exactly it was. It was it was Booker T and Charmel versus the Boogeyman. <laughs> That's WrestleMania 22 as well. That's WrestleMania 22 as well. That match is something. That match is definitely something. Oh man! Alrighty then. Okay, so the final thing to wrap this up is: what do we think of today's current WrestleMania? And for me, I personally feel like it's become. Well, not just the the event itself, but the week surrounding it, it really has become the Edinburgh fringe of pro wrestling. And that's a great <laughs> thing, if you ask me. That's, wow, what a... I can't argue with it, but what a description. I mean, because the amount of eclectic shows that happen during the week that has been for the past few years has been amazing we have the collective which has which has had joey janela's spring break which gave us the rise uh the rise uh, and the rise and rise of pco when he had that match with volta we had uh blood sport which has now become one of my favorite annual things during mania week we have big uh, effie's big gay brunch which is the most amazing thing oh, if you've oh, ever seen it <laughs> 
and gave us one, one of my personal favourite tweets from Nick Gage when uh, Effie had booked Razor Ramon Hard Gay to be in a big <laughs> gay brunch and, and Nick Gage tweeted, that don't look like Razor Ramon. <laughs> the follow-up tweet as well, and what is Hard Gay? <laughs> uh, my, um, the best one, the best Nick Gage one for me from around that time was when they announced him for um the battle royale yeah <laughs> and yes. he was, i can't i think it was the bisexual battle royale mm-hmm. it was, and then nick gage was just like effie i think i missed something we need to speak <laughs> <laughs> Love um, so and that wouldn't be possible without kind of how much of a great event of wrestling WrestleMania week has become. So honestly, yeah, I mean, again, you do in that in that same breath. Um, we now have for the culture. Oh, for the culture is, is a great event for WrestleMania uh, which week. Is amazing. Ali Cat this year just started up real hot girl shit. Oh no, yeah, like well. seriously, this year's for the culture was a absolute stack card and reared and seriously. Go out of your way to try and see if you can watch Rich Swan versus Two Cold Scorpio. Like it's outstanding. Like the, 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 the running thing now with for the culture is it's Two Cold Scorpio versus every wrestler he's ever inspired. Yep, that <laughs> is genuinely incredible. That sounds amazing. Send me a link. Like it's like each year it happens. It's like Two Cold Scorpio versus another um, black high flyer. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly amazing. It's so so good, but yeah, like for me, WrestleMania, regardless of how you think of the the actual event itself, is has become a really great little mini festival slash love letter to why we love wrestling in the first place. I don't know. What about you, chaps? What do you think WrestleMania today is all about? Um, I think for me, especially as we've gone, you know, recently, and it's kind of become like a two day thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the nature of WrestleMania is that it has become much more of a... I guess you'd say it's more of an entertainment spectacle than it is a wrestling event at this point. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Agreed. Because like, there's a whole bunch to it, which is just like the whole, the whole thing of putting everything together and like you know i i've been there and and decried like the manias before the recent ones where it was like seven hours long and it was just never going to work out as like a, a reasonable format because no one's going to be able to sit there for seven hours yep whether or not yeah. you're in the crowd or you're at home like at one point <laughs> and even still i don't even know if i'm still overly hot on the idea of a two-day long wrestlemania especially mm. given that before wrestlemania was like three hours <laughs> yeah exactly so having so much stuff to go on you know keep going through is like really good but of course i know what it is it's like with wwe they've got so many titles and everything so kind of i guess dare say almost bloated out now yeah that they kind of have to find a way of packing everyone into that space <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got to get that payday somehow <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like I said, I think now it's so much more of an entertainment spectacle than a wrestling event, where mm. it's just a time where they are able to basically, again, just showcase themselves at their biggest and their boldest. Absolutely. As I said, you can really get away with doing pretty much anything. Mm. You know, whatever you decide to put together, as long as it works and it's coherent and it fits into the, you know, the scheme of 
how feuds have been going down and stuff like that. And that's kind of been like my issue with like this year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm. Most of the build has been pretty weak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we could all agree on that one for darn sure. Yeah, I think we can. It doesn't change the fact that I'm not excited for WrestleMania. Yeah. Even exactly. if even if I am gonna be catching up on it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'm not staying up for it. <laughs> That's for Dodge Show. I mean, I know the general consensus for this year is that I think uh from what I've heard a lot of the backroom staff are like, we want to keep it condensed to three hours. Like that—that's their main goal for all of, for both nights for sure. But uh, we'll see how that pans out for sure. Uh, Reardon. I think WrestleMania for me is interesting now, and I watch it and I keep up for it. For basically, it gives you the closest that. I can gather from from like it's the closest you can get to seeing what does WWE think the future is going to look like. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and and, and and I was about to add and being disappointed by the result often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's understandable to be honest yeah. it's, it, I, I kind of see it's like what do they think what do they think it's gonna be mm. and which is which is to be honest I think perhaps is a bad way of looking at it because when you're like if you're disappointed or even angry of how things are going out Wrestlemania can sometimes just be like it can sully it yeah. quite a bit if you have that attitude towards it so I put my hand up as to maybe that's not the best attitude going at but it's just it's just fascinating on who do we think is going to get the nod yeah it i i it's that's what it is for me and then, very much and it all being thoroughly disappointed <laughs> and that's a way to end this very long episode all about us we've gone for six hours gentlemen i don't know how we survived with this episode oh jesus christ this you see at the, at the end people were just listening out of reluctance exactly yes <laughs> and find out that i'll low blow both dan and uh and Reardon in a, in a sneaky Japanese way, hey? Because that's the only way you can get a Japanese uh, wrestler over Ravens. Um, why anyway. are you Why are you getting us cancelled? <laughs> nah, it's okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Don't worry. <laughs> that concludes this episode all on WrestleMania. Thoughts, chaps? I guess the guess the question is, are we excited for, to, for tonight and tomorrow? I hope, as always, I hope WrestleMania is good. Yeah, as I am all here for it. I hope even even match. if I'm not excited enough to actually stay awake for it, mm. I am excited for the next day when I wake up and choose not to do job applications and watch WrestleMania instead. Exactly, exactly. My hope is we have one good match and we have one sleeper hit. By the way, one sleeper hit from last year, that triple threat tag team match. Yeah. That was yeah. great. I know me and Rhea just talked about Banks that. and Bianca Belair to just like go absolutely brazy with it. Yeah. Yeah. As it should, as it darn well should. Alrighty then. Next episode, we have a, a very kind of unique one that we haven't done for quite a well, we haven't done on this podcast. It's a who's who. And we're going to talk about the British independent scene. A who's who, who you should be watching, who you should be looking out for, and what companies you should be watching. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, we're going to be joined by a, a special guest on that episode. Uh, yes, we will be. We'll be joined by uh, Shane Natras, also known as Dave Natras, a British independent wrestler over 20 years of experience. Uh, and he's looking forward to joining us and talking about the British independent scene. 
it has, of course, uh, we want to give it a bit of more of a positive light because there have been a lot of good things that have come out of the British indie scene. And, of course, a lot more positive change that is definitely happening after um, after speaking out. So, and we want to give the, we want to definitely shine the we light on the good side. We want to give those companies and those people who have helped entertain us yeah. and help show the, posi- the positive side and, yeah. the, and, and the great talent that is in the British independent scene right now that people really should be paying attention to. Yeah, for in this, if they're wrestling in this country and if they've gone overseas for excursions as well, there there are a lot of really good guys and gals that are in the wrestling scene at the moment. And this this, ep- this episode, I get to shout about Riptide as well. So Shout out Riptide. <laughs> I'll be getting myself down there after the pandemic, son. <laughs> yes, Riptide we will be we will be coming to one of your shows because i've been so excited to try and get back and at least go to one riptide show um since all of this began anyway until next week i have been sam this has been dan and reardon and we will see you all on the next episode you have a lovely wrestlemania everybody we'll see how it turns out when we upload this on monday ah bye ah, bye ah, bye ah. Ah.